0: Save your seat now at com. That's com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You're listening to the Gold Digger podcast, episode number 257. Hey, Gold Diggers. I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast episode, it's because you've got, as the name of this show suggests, big goals that you're chasing. And I love that about you going after your dreams and achieving big results is hard work. And unfortunately, it's easy to get caught up in the hustle of everyday life and running a business. Our dreams can sometimes take a back seat, or maybe you've given yourself the excuse that you just don't have the time to do that big thing that's on your heart. Or maybe it simply feels too big and you have no idea how to make it a reality or where to even begin. I wholeheartedly believe that the ideas that both excite and frighten us are maybe the most important things worth pursuing. Let me warn you from the beginning that this is not going to be just an episode on general goal setting or how to be more productive and stick to your goals. This episode is about figuring out that one thing that you should be doing and then reverse engineering your way to achieve that result. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. The truth is, far too often, people get stuck on setting too many safe, attainable goals, and we're focused on these generic results that we want. And so we start doing all the things without really thinking about what we really want and what the actual steps would be to get very measurable and specific results. We look at being busy as a good thing. And so we often fill up our plates with tasks or items that aren't really moving us in any direction. And then we tend to get frustrated when we're not getting results that matter. So what if instead we got laser focused on a few bigger goals and created a plan around achieving those specific things? I mean, I've had a few big, scary dreams that I've achieved in the last few years, like quitting my day job to start a business and impacting the masses by creating courses and starting this podcast and retiring Drew so that we could spend an entire month on sabbatical in Hawaii, just to name a few. And when I look back, I started small and I've worked big and I've walked through this exact system that I'm about to share with you. I've personally gotten myself real results, and because of this, I know how life-changing those results can be. So are you ready to hear my process on reverse engineering? Then let's dig in. Let's start at the very beginning. The first step is defining what really is that big, scary thing. Maybe some of you already know what it is. Maybe it's obvious. It's all that you can think about, and you're crystal clear on what your big goal is. Or maybe it's not that simple and you just don't know what change is needed in order to live your best life, but you're really not sure on what that is or how you're actually going to get there yet. Or maybe you're in the camp of not dreaming big enough and are only making these safe, attainable goals where in fact you are capable of allowing yourself to think out of the box and to dream way bigger. The first thing I want for you to do is to sit down and write. I want for you to journal and write without judgment about your biggest dreams. Beyond just the dreams, I want for you to imagine scenes for your life. Now, when I was in Puerto Rico at the beginning of April, one of my mentors, Brendan Burchard, had us sit down and the very first thing he had us do was write scenes from our life. Like, actually, what do we want our life to not just look like, but to feel like? He wanted us to write down five scenes that we've already lived that are cornerstones of our lives and then write down five future scenes. When I thought back about scenes that really impacted my life, it was things like turning in that two weeks notice and imagining what that felt like again. When I think forward, I imagine scenes like Drew and I hugging each other as Conley gets on the bus with an overfull backpack for the first time and imagining how did time go this fast? I want for you to think of important scenes of your life, like close your eyes and visualize what your ultimate dream life would look like. What do you as your best self show up like? What's your perfect day? What is something you've always wanted to do? What are you passionate about or what excites you that maybe you've never dared to pursue? Make sure you don't judge your thoughts as you're having them. Simply free flow and just write for now. Now, I've told this story before, but after a second miscarriage, I was really struggling in being able to mentally envision my future. I felt like my visions had been ripped away and I was kind of just done dreaming, like I was over it. One day I sat on the phone with my friend, Erin Trelor. She was on the podcast in a past episode and she asked me to envision my life. She had this whole visualization exercise and it it wasn't about visualizing making your next $100,000 or booking more clients. It was, what do you want your life to feel like? That was when I had that vision of us sitting at this long farmer's table. I envisioned this little girl and drew cooking pancakes and her giggling and this big red Persian rug. And I mean, I envisioned all the way down to the jeans and the shirt that I had on. I had this perfect vision for my life. I mean, I can almost smell and hear the sounds and, and really see that happening that vision there, that led us to eventually moving to a brand new home in a new state. And guess what? Our little girl ended up coming. I feel like it was almost this manifestation of what I wanted my life to not just look like, but to feel like. I've talked a lot about my journey towards motherhood, and this was most certainly one of my big scary things that I was working towards. And truthfully, my work was just as intertwined with this goal of becoming a mom. I chose to use those seasons of uncertainty to keep working towards those scenes that I was envisioning, which meant I had to laser focus even harder on building a business that supported my vision of ultimately working part time and having Drew be at home and becoming a stay at home dad and building a business that could run without me. Now, it's easy to write down a goal like leave my nine to five or make six figures or impact a thousand people. But if you don't partner that goal with a scene or a vision, it's simply just words on a paper. So my first action step that I want to give you today is to write down three future scenes that you have for your life. Envision them. Don't leave out details. Imagine what it feels like to be in that scene. Don't rush this process. Like sit down, grab a journal, a cup of coffee, find a quiet space and take the time to let yourself dream without inhibition or judgment. I mean, when I think about this exercise, a lot of times as we're setting goals, we're very linear. So we have business goals and we have family goals or life goals. But if you don't start to see the intersection of how your business should be pouring into that family life or that life that you're imagining, then you're missing a huge piece of the puzzle, which comes when you reverse engineer those true goals. Now I want for you to kind of narrow it down to one to two big things. Like when you think of those scenes, what are those big goals that need to happen in order to make that scene come to life? The thing is, is that I'm actually willing to bet that all of those things that used to be on your to-do list and the past goals of yours, they're probably all really good things. I mean, on paper, it probably looks like you should be doing all of that. We can fall into these traps that come from this good place of wanting to make a change or of being inspired to live differently. And we can try to overhaul too many areas of our lives. Like, do you ever just start these goals and these visions and you have these grandiose plans and then you fall flat and you think, gosh, I did it again. I'm a failure. I, I couldn't complete it. I let myself down. And then you just feel really crappy. So you kind of just stop setting goals. I mean, I have been there before. Now, one big lesson that I've learned is that a lot of times you actually have to scale back in order to scale up to bigger things, to get to that next level. I recorded an episode about this when I was going through this entire process about how to graciously learn how to say no to things without feeling guilty. So if you want to listen to that one, head on back to episode number 69 for some tips and some encouragement. But it's something that you have to understand. It's important to understand that no isn't necessarily a no forever. And the word no certainly is not negative. When you can get clear on the scenes or the visions that you want for your life, it's going to help you decipher what things might need to take the back seat for now. It doesn't mean they have to stay in the back seat forever, but it's going to help you to figure out your no's and your yeses. I've actually become obsessed with the word no, especially in this new season of my life. I say no to almost everything, and I say yes to very few things. Here's an example. When I came back from maternity leave, I had over 99 requests for social media collaborations, like those sponsorships that you see, hashtag ads. I said no very quickly to 96 of them. I asked for more information on three of them, and I ultimately chose two of them. So when you think of the word no, it should be with freedom, and you shouldn't be apologetic about it. Maybe you need more help with this. There is a really great book written by Mark Manson. It's called The Subtle Art of Giving an F., And he walks you through finding what's really important to you and then letting go of the rest. So instead of broadly trying to achieve the perfect balance, problem-free life, Mark challenges us to ask a more important question. What problem is worth my energy? He says life is essentially an endless series of problems. And instead of trying to avoid them, figure out the ones that you are willing to work for and sacrifice for that excite you and then pursue those and let go of the rest. Do you see a theme here? When I decided that my big goal was to impact the masses with the best education online, I had to decide not only what to focus on that moved the needle, but I also had to figure out and decide what I was going to say no to. The yes list was really short. It was focusing on the podcast, the content that we were creating, tying that content to paid offers that the people who needed extra help with would be ready for, and then making the best courses on the internet in the areas that I excel at. The no list, well, (laughs) it included a ton of things like responding to every personal email or DM, traveling a ton to speak on stages. I chose to limit the sponsorships that I took on to a very targeted list, and I let go of the need of designing all the graphics in my business. I mean, those are just a few things that we had to cut back on. It's really easy as a boss, especially when you grew your business from nothing, to want to take control of all the little things. One, because you know how to do them and you can do them. But two, as a means of staying in control of everything, I had to learn how to let go of perfection, how to ask for help, to let others take ownership over the things that I've built in order to free me up to do the things that only I could do, the things that would ultimately get me closer to those scenes that I was imagining for my life, both personally and professionally. Staying hyper-focused on this goal allowed me to go into maternity leave with confidence that the podcast episodes were recorded and ready, that my courses were up to date, that we had built systems around promoting them and supporting our students, and it allowed me to not feel like I had too many balls up in the air and could truly be present for that scene that I had waited three years to get to. And guess what? My first month on maternity leave was a record breaker for my business. So I would say that it was time well spent. So give yourself grace to let other seemingly important things take a backseat, knowing that this season isn't permanent and it's just the reality for right now. Those things can become priorities in the future. So I don't want you to stress and feel like you're neglecting something that's important to you. The action steps for this are to pick one scene from your life, and I want for you to just create a list. I want for you to have two columns, things you're going to say yes to and things you're going to say no to. The no's are going to help you to determine what your best yeses are. Now, once you have these lists, I want for you to work through and be really honest and highlight the two most important action steps that you will start with whenever you sit down to work. These are going to be your best yeses, the needle movers that are actually going to tie you to results. If you need to create a list of things that you'll need help with or things that you need to get off of your plate to focus on those best yeses, then now is a really good time to do that too. So I want for you to end this action step With defining which one scene you're going to work towards, and then you're going to have a list. And that list is going to have two columns, things you are going to say yes to. These are going to be the needle movers that are going to get you closer to that scene. And then the things you are going to say no to. And if your no list is exceptionally long, then you're doing it right. And lastly, if you're seeing this yes list and feeling overwhelmed, maybe it's time to figure out what you can outsource or get help on or where you can hire other people to help you get your best guesses on your plate so that you can move closer to that scene that you're imagining. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash digger, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Now, the third step is this, make it a priority on your calendar and commit. Okay, let me be honest. I was never a calendar girl until I had a baby because, oh my gosh, I live and die by the calendar now because I need to know when I'm going to be able to work, when I'm on mom duty, when Drew can take over, when Nana is coming over so that I know exactly how much time I'm going to have to get the things done that I need to get done. Did you know that just 15 minutes a day adds up to 90 hours over the course of a year? The whole, I don't have time for that excuse, it just doesn't cut it anymore. If it's a priority, you will make time and minutes devoted to your goal. Those can add up really quick. What if you woke up just 30 minutes earlier each day to focus on this big goal? What if you did just one thing a day that moved you closer to accomplishing your big vision? Just one tiny task each day. Where would you be a year from now? Maybe a daily commitment to yourself to move the needle forward each and every day is where you need to begin, even if it's just something super small. Last night, I had gotten out of the bath and I was unpacking a suitcase. Conley was playing in her Dakota, and I decided to run downstairs and grab my computer. I brought my computer up into my closet and I started playing a module from a course that I just purchased. Trust me, I get it like life is busy and uninterrupted time feels like a thing of the past. But if I make a commitment to myself, I will figure out a way to make it happen. I consumed an entire module of the program that I paid for in the time it took me to unpack my suitcase and put my laundry away. When there is a will, my friends, there is a way. So don't let busyness keep you from getting down to business. Block off time that you are going to reserve for your goal on your calendar as if it were an appointment with someone else. And don't break it. Show yourself that you can keep a commitment to yourself. Don't break these promises anymore. You are worthy of going after that life that you desire, of pursuing those visions that you have for your life. I shared before how we set up our big three each day on my team. So every single person on my team, we look at the result that we want to get to by the time we hit 5 p.m. or the time that we're done working. And then we break down the three things that must get accomplished in order to make that result a reality. These three tasks, they get tackled before anything else, before we open up social media, before we jump into our inboxes. Nothing else gets done until those three things are complete, because when we prioritize those first, we can finish our day feeling accomplished and report what we did that actually moved the needle forward. So if you're sitting here and you're feeling like at the end of every day, you're wondering what you actually accomplished and that you didn't really get anything done or you're feeling that way, I want for you to start prioritizing your big three. Or if your time is limited, what is the one thing that will get you closer to your goal? And trust me, it's probably not in your inbox or on Instagram. Boom, baby. (laughs) Planning your days around the things that move you towards your goal and turning away things that are shiny or distractions, those are going to help you stay focused. So when you have this clear end result, you can easily ask yourself, is saying yes to this going to get me closer to that goal? Let that end result be the ruler that you hold every opportunity up to. Refer back to that goal often as a center point, and then ensure that everything you are doing is contributing to that big picture. So here are your action steps. I want for you to ask yourself, what are five actions that are going to move me closer to that goal? Now, I want for you to schedule them onto your calendar over the next week or month and set reminders for yourself. Maybe it's as simple as sending out an email to someone or as complex as watching a webinar training. I want for you to make time, carve it out. And if you really wanna make sure that you'll stay on track, schedule double the amount of time you think something is gonna take. I want for you to finish each day crossing one item off and feeling accomplished, not defeated. For me, I mapped out when I will take each module of the course that I just purchased. Like I actually scheduled it into my calendar and I linked it all up so that when the reminder goes off, I just click the link to access that module and I get to work. I'm removing all of the chances for me to get distracted and ensuring that I have zero excuses for missing what I committed to. Now, we're about to make your goal smart, and I'm willing to bet that you've heard of smart goals. I bet you even buy into why it's important and that it probably works, but I'm also willing to bet that a majority of you haven't actually made your goals smart before. Or maybe you have no idea what the acronym stands for, and in that case, I'm going to walk you all through it, so don't worry. A lot of times, we have too many non-specific goals, and we never sit down to really work through and dissect a goal and make sure that it's not just a generic goal, but something that we can actually work towards and know when we've reached it. Visions and goals are very different. And so we want to take those visions and break down the goals needed to be tackled in order to make that vision a reality. And then we want to make them SMART. So now that you have one or two big goals, it's time to make this part of the puzzle a priority and actually do the work to outline each of the important steps of a SMART goal. SMART is an acronym for a set of criteria to guide you in your goal setting. S stands for specific, M stands for measurable, A stands for attainable, R stands for relevant, and T stands for time bound. So specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. So let's start with explaining how to make your goal specific and measurable. It's not good enough to just say, I want to make more money, but instead a smart goal would say, I want to generate an extra $10,000 this quarter. This is a measurable amount within a time period and is specific enough to say, yes, I accomplished this or no, I did it. When you ask yourself, did I actually reach this goal? A goal that isn't measurable makes it difficult to know if we're on track to accomplish it or if the goal is what we're really wanting. I mean, let's look at another example. Let's say you want to create an online course. Instead of just saying something like, I want to create a course on Instagram, I want for you to focus on what the end result or the promise would be for your future students. Great goals are well-defined and specific. It can't be something like, I just want people to have more confidence or I want them to lose weight. It has to be something like, I want my students to gain an extra 1000 followers on Instagram in the next 30 days. By starting with the actual end promise and beginning there when first defining your goals, it allows you to get super specific about what you're trying to achieve and then reverse engineer that end result in order to lay out the exact steps you need to take or someone else needs to take in order to yield the result that you're talking about. This has helped me so much in creating programs that get people results because so many people just start building things without having a clear end promise. And so the messaging isn't clear and the layout doesn't make sense. And the results might not really make sense for each person that's encountering this offer. So whenever I create a program, I start with the end result. What is that end promise? And then what are the five or the three steps that are needed to be taken in order to reach that end result? This is exactly how it can work for you and the way that you show up and set your goals. The next letter stands for attainable. I want for you to simply write down a few tasks that would need to be taken in order for you to either get started on this goal or things that would need to happen in order for you to accomplish this goal. Because we're talking about big goals here, and it can get really overwhelming and feel like it's beyond reach. So for now, I want for you to just focus on that first step. And then in a minute, we will break down the goal into a smaller attainable chunks and then work backwards. So let's think about attainable. You're going to know if something feels super overwhelming or if you feel like, hey, I can actually do that. Let's focus on the hey, I can do that stuff because overwhelming, eh, it's not good for anyone. R stands for relevant, and here I want for you to look at what you've journaled for your vision or what scene you drew out, and then I want for you to define why this is important to you. As my friend Katie Salvage says, I want for you to ask yourself why times five. Why is this goal worth your time? Why does it matter? What is at the heart of this goal? Is it aligned with my values and what's important to you? And then lastly, we want to look at time-based. So I really want for you to give yourself a deadline. It's as simple as that. When are you going to finish this? When is the true deadline? And how are you going to celebrate when you reach that goal? I want for you to envision that scene too. be honest with yourself on how long something is going to take you and then put a date on your calendar, circle it up and get to work. So let's just give you an example. Let's say you wrote down as your big goal. I want to grow my business. Well, That's a very broad goal. And so I want for you to make it smart. So when we do that, let's think about how we can create a really smart goal out of the idea of I want to grow my business. First, we want to get specific. So maybe it would be something like I will add four new clients to my consulting business. Next, we want it to be measurable. I will track how many new clients I'm able to bring on while maintaining my current workload. Attainable. To accomplish this, I will ask other clients for referrals, I will invest in Facebook ads, and I will create a freebie to attract my target audience. Relevant, adding more clients will increase my revenue. And time-based, I will add one new client a quarter and four total this year. When I break it down like that, does it make sense? I want for you to remember smart, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based as you start to write down your goals. I want for you to write S-M-A-R-T on a piece of paper and make sure that the goal that you're setting, the one that is supporting this scene for your life, that it's smart. I know you're a smart cookie, so don't skip this step. It's really important to the process. So now comes in the reverse engineering that we talked about. Now that your goal is smart, it's time for you to break it down into very specific tasks and activities that will help you accomplish it. I want for you to look at that end result that you wrote down and ask yourself, what is the clearest path to achieve this goal? Remove any fluff, remove the unnecessary spots and ask yourself, what three to five big steps would I need in order to achieve that goal and write them down? I want for you to simplify this process as much as possible. Now that you've done that, take those three to five items and list out every single thing you need to do in order to accomplish them and cross them off your list. Instead of looking at the goal as a whole, look at these smaller action items and create the steps that you are going to take in order to accomplish them. As an example, when we wanted to spend a month in Hawaii, this is long before the Kutcher Condos, we identified major steps that needed to happen first. So I said, okay, what is the ultimate goal? What is the vision? What is the scene? The scene looks like we are going to spend one month in Hawaii resting. So what are the action steps that I need to take in order to make that scene come to life? They were things like calculating the cost, the expense, and then figuring out a plan on how to save money. Step one. Step two, create the budget that is going to support the amount of money needed for step one. Next, find a place to stay and book it. Hire a travel agent to book our flights and a rental car. Find a dog sitter to watch the dogs and stay at our house for the month. Create four blog posts to publish while I'm away. Write an autoresponder. Plan Drew's exit strategy from his job so that he can be free to travel. These are all steps that were necessary to make our first month-long sabbatical happen, and I put those tasks into a list, and then I scheduled them onto our computer. It was super simple for us to say, yes, this happened, or no, I didn't get this done. And then I took each of those items, and I broke them down as specific as I possibly could until there was always a clear next step in the process to make this overall large goal come to life. Now, you're not just done yet. Now, you can't just set a goal and expect it to happen and, and to just write down the steps and, and think that everything's just going to stay the same and fall into place and happen seamlessly. Things are going to change as you start this process, and it's important to refine the system that you're creating. Look at what is driving the biggest results for you. Shift and pivot your plan to continue to work towards that goal or to scale it. A lot of times people achieve something and then they never really look back at what actually moved the needle the most. And so evaluation is so key. I want for you to put a reminder in your calendar to check in at a time that makes sense based on your goal. Maybe that's right after you accomplish a goal. Maybe it's one month or three months from now. And I want for you to go through this process with fresh eyes. Look at what yielded the largest results for you. Usually 10% of your efforts yield 90% of your results. So the sooner you can evaluate, the sooner you can harness what is yielding the best results and focus your energy and your efforts there to scale those results. One other thing I want to challenge you guys with is to look at where else you can apply this principle to your business. How can you systemize aspects of your business so that you can be result motivated? How can you hand off tasks or assign out tasks that are distracting you from the bigger work in order to keep you focused on those bigger goals? And how can you create the space needed for you to even dream or set those scenes? I know a lot of times I just struggle to be quiet with myself. Like, especially as a mom with limited time to work these days, the thought of just sitting down and actually envisioning things, it feels like it's never going to happen. And so When can you schedule in time to just shut off the radio, shut off podcasts, be present and ask yourself, like, what is that big scene that I want for my life? A word to the wise and a warning of roadblocks, they're going to happen. They're going to get in your way. And I want for you to know like doing big important things almost always is met with resistance and roadblocks. You might be met with feelings of not being enough or wondering why you even set out to do something like this. Maybe you are encountering limiting beliefs or critics. It is far easier to stay status quo; It's comfortable guys, but good things happen outside of your comfort zone. Ask yourself this, what mindset issues or limitations might I have to deal with both for myself and for those around me, whether it's self-inflicted or from someone we know and trust, this is bound to happen and being aware of it and recognizing it for what it is so that it doesn't derail you is a really important piece of this puzzle. Digging big goals usually brings out the best and the worst in us as humans. So stay on the course, make sure those scenes are vivid and strong enough for you to follow through on them, visit them often and transport yourself to those moments so that when they play out in your head, they center you and allow you to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Remember, my friends, forward is forward. This is my charge to you. Visualize those scenes, make them important enough that you commit to taking action. Set promises that you keep to yourself to prove that you are worthy of investing in and keep inching your way forward. When you can see that end result so vividly and know the steps that you have to take in order to reach it, it's going to help make sure that you're constantly working in the right direction so that a year from now, you're not going to wish that you would have gotten started. You might have already arrived. You might already be tackling your next bigger goal. What is your future self going to say to yourself today? The one that's getting started. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Until next time, keep on digging those big goals. Or should I say those smart goals? Because yeah, now you know exactly how to do that. I'll talk to you guys super soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast.